Organizations are looking for cybersecurity professionals, but what is a cybersecurity professional? Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to help answer that question, I'm joined by Ron Sanders. He's a vice president and fellow at the consultancy Booz Allen Hamilton. He's a former associate director of national intelligence. Welcome, Ron. Thanks for having me. What is a cybersecurity professional? Well, I think the nature of the threat and the nature of the environment are so dynamic, that's been kind of hard to pin down. You know, this originally started as a subset of the information technology professional, and I'll put profession in quotes, because we found that that word is loaded. When we say profession, do we mean like a doctor or a lawyer or a pilot with licensing requirements, et cetera? And and just as a footnote, while those certainly ensure quality before you want to be cut by a surgeon, you'd like to make sure he or she is board certified, they tend to constrain supply. Your opening hit it on the head. Cyber folks, Cyber experts are in high demand and short supply. That's one aspect. The other, of course, is that the profession is changing from computer network defense, you know, building the electronic bunkers that protect an organization's networks and data, and that organization could be public or private, to something more. We've always had, for example, cyber threat analysts who need to know things like malware and forensics. I think we're seeing the work evolve into cyber intelligence analysts, people who can look at organizations or states and figure out what their cyber capabilities are and what their intentions are. Sort of a classic intelligence analysis function, but in this case involving cyber. Same thing with forensics. It used to be that it was all about code and viruses and malware, etc. Given the broad threats to an organization's networks, data, and frankly, ability to range in cyberspace to conduct commerce, I think these folks are turning more into cyber detectives. Cyber threat may be both electronic and physical. So the skill sets are emerging. The field is so dynamic that trying to define a profession, define the cyber profession has been problematic. One of the defining characteristics of a profession is a code of ethics, an ethos. It is pretty clear that cyber work ought to have one because of the nature of that work, because of what people who do cyber work are typically entrusted with. PII, personal information, classified information, very, very sensitive information that once it's leaked or spilled, it's hard to recover. If you buy the notion that that's a defining characteristic, we ought to be thinking about what the ethics of cyber work look like. And who would determine what those ethics should be? Well, that's another interesting question because there is no sort of universal governing body that would even figure out what the skill sets are. I'm sure your uh, your participants are familiar with the National Institute of Standards and Technologies NICE initiative. I wish they'd get a better acronym, the National Initiative for Cyber Education. Uh, look, they deserve tremendous credit for literally coming up with a Rosetta Stone for cyber work, especially areas of work roles, competencies, knowledge, skills, and abilities for cyber work. It's been a really fast-moving target, but the folks at NIST, and and they're leading an interagency team that's been working on this, I'll emphasize their leadership here, they've put together a taxonomy that has remained relatively current, and it finally, for the first time, as people begin to adopt that taxonomy, lets us define the work and actually count the cyber experts that we have working for us. Before, it was like trying to count apples and oranges, and now we finally got the uh, this Rosetta Stone that lets us catalog uh, the folks with cyber skills, actually figure out what those skills look like, and then figure out how many we need. You're on a panel at the National Academy of Sciences that's addressing 
whether or not uh, the cybersecurity profession needs to be more professionalized. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there and what are some of the issues? The Department of Homeland Security is actually sponsoring the study. They've asked the National Academy to conduct it so that they get as uh, objective and independent a view as possible. The way these panels work, we've held a series of public forums in Washington, in uh, San Francisco, coincident with the RSA conference, and then most recently in San Antonio, where people can come and express their views on that question. The question began as, how can cybersecurity become more professionalized, we've actually taken a step back and asked the antecedent question, should it be? And that's led us to this struggle over how to define a profession. Again, if you define it like you would a, the medical or legal profession, that has consequences. As we try to figure out what the definition looks like, that definition has to be adapted to the nature of cyber work, how dynamic it is, and then figure out whether we should adopt some sort of licensing and certification regime for the U.S. cyber workforce, whether that will, on one hand, improve quality, but on the other hand, potentially decrease supply. I will speak personally here, not on behalf of the panel. We're still doing our work. We all know of the self-taught genius who is a cyber wizard. And in my humble opinion, we can't do anything that prevents those self-taught geniuses from contributing and being part of the U.S. cyber workforce. That, too, is one of the questions we're struggling with. That could be a problem if there's certain standards to define a profession, such as education standards. And I've heard this from many people, that one of the problems maybe some organizations have is that they ignore people who may have the smarts but don't have the degrees. Right. The work is evolving. It's now becoming as much a matter of analytic skills, critical thinking skills, as it is having the technical knowledge. As it evolves from, you know, analyzing cyber threats, malware, et cetera, to analyzing a state or non-state actor's cyber capabilities and intentions, that requires a slightly different skill set, less technical, more analytic, more reasoning skills, uh, critical thinking skills. You can't do anything that excludes people who have high-end skills in those areas from being part of the workforce. Again, supply is tight enough. And how tight is that supply? Or could it be that we're looking in the wrong areas to find people who can do those skills? We all know intuitively that it's tight because the market for really, really good cyber folks is very competitive. Booz Allen contributed to a study that ISC Squared did most recently, the Global Information Security Workforce Study. You know, it had good news and bad news in it. It said that the cyber workforce, people who have these skills, even as amorphous as the, uh, that definition may be, has grown by about 11%. That number was derived by surveying lots and lots of folks who do cyber work, but it's growing. The bad news here is that it's not growing uh, fast enough to keep pace with demand, and that demand upticks every time there's a headline. And, of course, everybody who's listening in on this program probably knows of what's going on in U.S. Cyber Command and other parts parts of uh, the federal government, they're in the market for even more folks with cyber skills, and that's just going to increase the competition for them. Sounds very hopeless, is it? On the plus side, again, stemming from some of the work that NIST has done with the National Initiative for Cyber Education, we're beginning to focus on the long-term pipeline, K-12, through higher education. 
DHS and NSA certify so-called centers of academic excellence. They actually certify colleges and universities who have met their high standards for curricula in information assurance and now, I believe, cybersecurity. You know, it, it takes a while for that extended pipeline to work, but it's beginning to work as more and more people, especially more and more young people, are getting interested in this kind of work. But that takes a long time to respond. It's not growing nearly as fast as demand, but hopefully at some point in the future, we'll reach an equilibrium. In the meantime, there's lots of work for cyber folks. There's lots of work for the colleges and universities that train them, as well as the other training providers like Sands Institute, et cetera, to, uh, to take raw material get folks uh, up to speed and then get them at terminals doing this kind of stuff. Thanks, Ron. I'm glad to do it. I've been speaking with Ron Sanders of Booz Allen Hamilton for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.